Argentina, a ver, muy bien, muy bien, aquí, aquí luchando como todo el mundo. Ay, Dios mío, te digo, como esa lucha de siempre. I know, I know, it's very big. But I'm very excited about today. And I know, you know, I'm a political junkie. And I know everybody's talking about the presidential 2020. But, you know, we have something wonderful. Do you know how many Dominicans are running for office now? So much. So In Nueva York, in Michigan, in Florida, in La Florida. And then today we have the opportunity to speak to one of them. She is Doctora Leonardo Duran Buick, and she's running for County Commissioner District 8. But we're highlighting her because why? Es dominicana. I know. And Doctora Duran. I'm so excited to have you here. Que lo que se mueve. I know. Gracias a ustedes. Because, you know, I'm here at home. We do the meetings are wonderful professionals. And I'm so proud that you are highlighting us. The Dominican Americans. Yes, we are. That's what we're here for. We're here to just, you know, see what we see and let people know that we are important to the community, important to the history. And with that, you know, we want to tell you, you were born in San Domingo and you came here to Florida in what I think in 87. I remember that day, like you cannot believe it. I married an American guy. Oh my goodness. That my mom told me because Teresia, I need to wear a Hamona because I was the daughter of a general. And uh, my father, you know, had like a military always in front of my house, was carrying people. And my mother told me, I know me I was there for a year. 
I reach um, wrong, but I missed something. I missed Spanish. Me extrañaba el español. Extrañaba mi gente latino o hispana. Mi esposo nunca se dejó saber americano. Trabajaba ahí en el Francis Hospital, que era un cercano. Entonces yo le digo, ay, ¿sabes qué? Ya yo creo que cuando los hijos estén grandes, pues también que sepan que tienen un 50% de hispano. Y me llevan a la línea, porque la conocía. No, nada. Tenía hispanos, y entonces nada, imagínate. Le digo, yo a ellos me encanta, pero demasiado español. Y I love it. I love it, but then we came back. Y decidí en Miami y llegó. Y ahí estaba dispuesta a darme a la guía. Ay, mi vida. Ay, eso es lo que más se parecía en mi país. No, no, no. Si tú estás hablando de 80. Yes. Yes, it was very, very, I can see how you would say it would remind you of Santo Domingo or just any Caribbean area. Just people. No, latinos saliendo, saludándose. Hola, ¿qué es lo que es? That's true. So, eh, me llevo el periódico, me acuerdo yo, and uh, we moved to the south. Eh, we got our first home in the Hamlets. Mm-hmm. In 1988, I remember, it was wonderful. Since then, I fell in love with my own. Well, that's fabulous. Now, you said you had two children. Now, be of them, you know, that they're here and they have a father that's um, American, yes. uh, and you being American, have, is there any tradition from Santo Domingo that you grew up, that you just made sure that they consciously, you still do with them? Listen, Dale is Puerto Dominicano, Tigre Dominicano. Dominicano, de verdad. habla, y cuando esta vez te llevaste, English and Dominican. <laughs> and uh, I remember once he was so proud. He went to South Bay in your school, to Red Army School, and then to South Bay to play uh, uh, football. So I am a proud Buccaneer. <laughs> so uh, he uh, was so proud of his roots that in the Mercado Modelo in Santo Domingo, I in Avenida Mella, bathing on La Bandera Dominicana like a polar. And the first thing my son did was to buy one. And he took it to school. And he was a proud Dominican. Wow. Yeah, they used to call him El Tigre Blanco. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, they just mean white tiger. <laughs> They're special. They're magical. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's great. That's great. Yeah, What's the difference between it? Tell us a little bit about the community and the community and the community. Look, the community when I came here, there were a lot of Dominicans here. Dominicans were in the middle of the park. And the Dominicans talk about baseball um, I tried to find, to find my community, and uh, the easiest way was to get into politics. And I am Yo soy aguilucha hasta la tambora. Wow. That is a um, baseball team of the Twin Harbor Congress. So, um, since I was like 13, 
I was always concerned about social disparity and uh, why I went to private school, for example, and why the kids went to public school. And uh, I was so blessed that I have parents, especially my dad, that uh, explained to me the difference. And he was the first one. His only daughter, uh, he, he really empowered me. I think Papi Sabia, a class that he me. Because he said to me, don't allow anybody to tell you dependent on me in your life. So I did both. Me metí en política aquí y participaba en un club de revol donde se juntaban los liceístas, codistas y muchos estrellistas. Wow. No existía más tipo. So uh, it was fun. It was really fun because I know that uh, culture. You know, you always miss that. And um, um, I did politics. And um, actually, I, I um, learned from two great politicians in my country that I really respect. And I am so fortunate. And I consider myself so lucky. I had somebody like from the left and somebody from the right. So uh, when I was little, uh, and Dr. Martin Maraguer, um, you have to write story. Yeah, he was president. He was always the president. I grew up with him being the president. So uh, he was president for more than 20 years. And, um, you know, I was I was close to uh, him. And uh, he, he taught me uh, no politics. He taught me um, that um, culture, literature, the love of reading, history, were very, very important. And uh, I learned a lot from him as well. And then later on in my life, I found Rambosh, uh, which was uh, president uh, in 61. I created a constitution, the new constitution of the Dominican Republic. At that time, the constitution was so far beyond any other country in Latin America that um, uh, people were kind of scared. They talk about um, freedom of speech when you were like, um, that was after Trujillo. No. So that was uh, before I was born. But um, um, I learned a lot from him. He was uh, one of the biggest humanists I ever met in my life. And um, um, they both taught me politics. So I understand sometimes what's going on in the mind. People are way to the right and what's going on in the mind of people that are way to the left. And um, like now I am running um, for Miami-Dade County Commissioner for my love, beloved District 8. I am almost 30 years living here. Wow. So yeah, yeah, I know, believe me. Listen, I never wanted to get to the candidate. That was never crossed my mind. Um, Daniela de Vita, which is uh, my commissioner, uh, decided to go to mayor. My husband and me were watching TV. 
because I met late in the week. And I was just talking, you know, I need to find somebody that would want to do this to And my husband said, you know, I'll be right back. I said, I'm going to stop the movie. He didn't say anything else. So when he came back to the room, he brought this big mirror and he said, I found the girl again. Yeah. And he put it right in front of my house. Y yo dije, si este gringo me está pidiendo a mí, I mean, this guy is really thinking and very jealous of his time and very jealous of um, his time with me in politics because I used to not like call myself like a politician because really I am a grassroots organizer. I'm an activist. I am, um, I believe in uh, people's first. That's why I say that our campaign is not a political campaign. It's a people first movement. So, uh, and this is going to be a um, different campaign because it's going to be inclusive. It's going to be about our community, who we are, and uh, it's going to be empowerment, but also it's going to be economical empowerment because nobody can tell me that you will feel empowered if you don't have a job, if you don't have uh, a roof over your head, if you don't have money to pay for the electric bill, if you have you don't have the, the conditions, you cannot feel empowerment. So um, my platform is a platform very realistic to our community. Because just like you, just like you that are looking at me, uh, I have to pay uh, mortgages with very high interest sometimes. I have to pay rent. I have to save to, to send my kids to college. Probably that we pay. I have to pay for that. Uh, the last one I wanted to study more, so we have to get uh, school loans. But we Dominicans, we think that the only inheritance that we give our kids is education. Mm-hmm. So we have to assume that. Yeah. So, yo también estaba en el highway con medio tanque de gasolina because of the tapón que se hace Miami. El tapón es like um, traffic jam, the jam. And uh, of course, I think about I think, oh my God, I have to spend quality time with my family. All the politicians are like, oh God, how's that time? You know, how much is the gas? And I'm not moving. So I am just like you. I'm just a human being that um, asking for something that I consider very, very important, which is a vote. Wow, that's really great. But I, I, I mean, me personally, and I love what you have to say. And, you know, I keep on hearing the word that you said, empowerment. And that just kind of brings me back to when I believe, and mistake, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're also the past president of the Dominican American Empowerment Council. Yes. Dominic. Yes. So, using that empowerment, how do you think you can empower Dominicans? Like, how is it important for them to vote in the United States? Because we all know that, just like you said it previously, when it comes to politics, and baseball, we're number one. But how do we translate to American politics? Well, you're very um, right when you say that up north, we're very involved. 
But we needed to be involved because we're very minority, like in Boston and, um, you know, hey. So the way to survive was to get involved because if you're not on the table, you're in part of the union. And um, that's when we have the like, officials there and people running over there. In the South, the difference is the Dominicans that migrated to Miami, for example, Florida. Um, they were middle class Dominicans, especially in the 90s. There was like a, what we call Escuga de Cerebros. Uh, that was a very hard time in our republic where people got out of the university, brand new professionals, and couldn't find jobs. And uh, they wanted to like escape. So uh, they came from a different social status. They came over here to um, to get the American dream. And uh, it, when I came to this country, because Dominican Republic is tan político, en las elecciones están las paredes de las calles, todos eh, con cruzacalles y um, afiches de politicians. And here, I was so impressed because elections was like not really clear. Everybody went out to vote and that was it. But um, it is very hard uh, for the Dominicans here in South Florida, especially in Miami, to get involved. I um, I went to um, um, August 4th. I went to a media tour to the Dominican Republic, Santo Domingo, because I wanted to transmit to the Dominicans because as much as we influence them here, they influence us here. And my message was that um, um, La Economía Dominicana, the 23% of the Dominican economy is because of that heaviness. It's because that there is no one Dominican who doesn't send money to the country to have family. I haven't met one. Okay? Uh, when you have a family in the Dominican Republic, you demand ese dinerito mensualmente sin fallar. Sin fallar. Entonces, este, los políticos, ya nosotros podemos votar aquí. Los Dominican Americans pueden votar aquí porque eh, se abrió esa posibilidad de votar en el exterior. Y yo les dije, a mí no me importa eh, con lo que me entrevisté, con los candidatos y los políticos que me entrevisté en mi país. Yo les dije, mira, está bien que los dominicanos eh, hagan actividad política dominicana aquí. Pero también tengan la responsabilidad de decirle a los dominicanos también to participate in politics where they are in the United States. You know why? Because it's not that we don't have, have a voice. It's just that we haven't been heard because we don't have representation. And it's so important, not just for Dominicans, for everybody, for everybody to go out and vote and participate in politics. Because everything in our lives, in our everyday life, is decided in Washington, is decided locally, is decided statewide, and if you don't know what's going on, guess what? You cannot put the work ahead. No, you're not. No, 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 no,
no sé qué, no sé qué, exactamente, y eso ya está diseñando, entonces todo el proceso es un And I have a platform that, um, because I enjoy this place and I'm a member from South Bay, ever. I found paradise. I found um, a place where my kids could go outside and play. I mean, when I met, you know, the school mothers, you know, here, you know, and uh, it was fun. Diversity. It was amazing here. Culture differences and embracing that. We love it here. And uh, like I say, uh, we have probably the most beautiful parks. We have probably beaches, my God. Beautiful beaches here. We have a winery, señores. Nosotros tenemos una, un viñedo aquí. Aquí en Redland. Nosotros tenemos the Redlands, you know, one of the biggest uh, agricultural areas. Billions of dollars are, are, you know, are produced there, you know. And uh, Homestead, Film Avenue is beautiful. When I used to live in Miami Beach, uh, one, one day I told my husband, just take me the, the most south that you can take me. So I remember Film Avenue, and I love antiques. You can see my house. I collect a lot of stuff. And um, that was like, wow, love it. Love it. And I always thought that um, this place is so beautiful. And one of the things that I have in my economic and power platform is tourism. We have to slow through this beautiful and start feeling the South Bay vibes. Because here we have everything and more. The Dominican Republic. We have clothes. We have it all. And our most precious uh, product is our people. Talented people from all over the world. People that can uh, benefit for, like Miami Beach, for example. And I want you to live up north. In North Miami, Miami Lakes. I want Turismo Interno. Come over here and relax. Take a break. Go to Black Point Marina. Vete a la Viñero. Tomate un paso de vino producido here in South Florida. Go ride a horse. Mis hijos aprendieron a montar caballo aquí. elections and I am so happy that it was this one. You know why? Because this country needs so much unity because this country is not the same country 
that I arrived in 1987. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter what color you prefer in the pie, it doesn't matter if you are Republican, a Democrat, an independent, a person, or somebody that never care about politics, everybody will be represented because I will, I will adapt to the job description of the commissioner, which is to serve a community, to be a public servant. And that you have to earn. That you have to earn. I think this is the biggest task. The B, and I'm a, I'm a medical doctor, I'm a physician. But um, when you serve a community, when you're responsible for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, that is taking responsibility to another level. And I'm passionate about this. No, we can, we can see that. I mean, I had the opportunity to know you for quite some time. I actually met you when you were the president of the Hispanic Caucus, Democratic, I mean, the Democratic Caucus. Caucus. Yeah. Um, and of course, through the DEC and a few other things, which is for those that don't know what the DEC means, the Democratic Executive Committee. Um, and, you know, and I've always seen your activism, but really, it's, you know, Latinos want to know what, as Dominicans, can they do? Not just for you, but what what do you think that Dominican Americans need to do to bring in that force? Because we are the third largest Hispanic in the nation. Wow. So for me, like I feel like we can possibly, as they say, change elections. Yes, we do. And you know, you specifically have this view, you know, talking about South Bay. There's a lot of Dominicans in South Bay. Well, eight thousand. And that's what we need to do. And that's why, um, you know, I want to the Dominican community, especially to talk about to you guys. Get okay. You have to get involved with this. In Miami, they County, we have almost 100,000 Dominicans ready to vote. In District 8, I think we have I would be conservative 8,000, but I think it's more. And because everybody's moving south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's moving south. And um, I want us to have the presentation here. We deserve it. Because we're hardworking people. Dominicans come over here to work hard. A tener una bodega, un colmado, un supermercado, una barbería, un salón de belleza. You know, I've never seen a Dominican not working hard, but you need to be represented, you know why? Especially locally, the small businesses. My God, you know, the power that Miami-Dade County has is $9 billion budget. You know what? Yeah, no, I, I, I think tremendous, tremendous. And, and the thing is too, it's not just that you're seeing a rising Young population too, because some people they may not, and they also want to see themselves reflected, right? Yeah. And it's not that they want that, but they want to be firmly. They want to see somebody, and so I think it's great not only that you're running, but I think it's also great that you're following in a, in a long tradition, all that lado, this white and Dominican. 
una tradición así, ¿ves? porque en esta comunidad, we know, we know, no te lo You know, people to you into the running, especially into this year, the woman, right? Like, how has it been? Because that's how you okay, you are also not just empowering Dominican, but also other young ladies in Parsi. Yeah, I mean, I'm a feminist, and I'm proud of it, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, I was in the army, I was the first one to end, was that it? And I had um, three uh, brothers, um, they tried, uh, one of them was, you know, and the other one was, hey, I, I don't want to do this. And I told my dad, I'm going to go into the army. And I went to the army. So, la gente me dice, ¿por qué la doctora es así, así, así? Porque yo soy un guardian. Because I grew up with discipline, focus, what do you need to do to achieve a goal? So, uh, of course, uh, when I went to the Dominican politics, I was the only woman around, a bunch of men always. And I remember that I was very, very young, and uh, I did not understand. Pero yo me So the Dominicans here know me politically because I've always been involved in my community for more than 30 years. They know who I am. They know what they are going to get because I've always been me. And I think that that is the most important. Being loyal to yourself and loyal to your friends, your community is the only thing that is valuable to me. I think that, um, especially in the business of politics, you know, uh, when you bring that integrity and loyalty, people will understand and will know dónde está parado contigo. Entonces, cuando yo dije que me iba a lanzar, que me iba uh, I was running um, for um, county commissioner. Te voy a decir algo. Yo nunca pensé que yo era profeta en mi tierra, but this time, yes. I'm going to tell you that the Dominican community is excited because, you know, I'm glad. No, I might take advantage of that. Not, it's it's uh, you know, I mean, you said the year of the woman. There's part of me that feels like the year of the Dominican. I don't know. It's like, yeah, yeah, That's why I'm mean, joking around sometimes my family, like, yeah, because growing up, no había tanto dominicano, so you don't pick up the slang. And, and then little by little, as I've gotten older, I met more Dominicans, more Dominicans. And it, it got me excited, you know, because then there's a lot of things that we can relate to. You know, so that, must, that must excite you since you were here in the 80s and you also saw that change. You know, it was always good to be around Hispanics, but now you can really say that I have a Dominican community around me. 
Sí, y déjame decirte, la comunidad dominicana tenemos muchos profesionales, buenísimos profesionales en todas las áreas. Tenemos muchos médicos que son buenísimos. Eh, eh, mucha gente de Estados Unidos ha ido a universidades en todo el mundo por, porque eran las menores universidades de, de casi Latinoamérica. Eh, y tenemos muchos ingenieros, abogados, o sea, tenemos una gama de profesionales. Eh, que se están interesando ahora en la política. And that is good. You know, it's really good. It's really good. You know, um, it, it, it's amazing to see the growth of our community. No, and, and, and to me, it's also amazing, you know, having grown up in New York and having witnessed ese desarrollo de la comunidad mexicana en Nueva York, right? To see, I remember, you know, going to the Dominican Parade in Washington Heights first and then seeing moves down to the bad and right seeing the community grow in that way you know como viendo otra, i get the chance to now see it a little bit community also kind of rise again in that way for me it's it's, it's really interesting to kind of look at it that now being an adult as opposed to having a child right so i think yeah. that that's also really kind of cool to see here young kids saying well, i'm not just a female i'm dominican now and i want to find out who those Dominicans are right mango power yeah this is your mom for yourself so yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, you know, I got tired. I think one of the things that me and you know, we got tired of talking about 
And we need that for no one else, right? And so I think for us, this is a part of our, you know, kind of we want to leave this legacy and want to develop people know. Okay, no, so I'm asking the also that we've been doing things. Yeah, we've been doing things for a while. Okay, on the like doing it up there, San Domingo, like we're doing kind of, yeah, it's the first university in the Americas, yes. right? You're talking about the women who helped craft the Declaration of the UN Declaration of Rights for Women, was yes. Dominicana, right? Like it's all these little things that we are part of, and at too many times we were left in the shadows of history, and it's time. Yes, and especially when you're talking about that Americans and Dominican, um, you know, I've I've said it in the past that, you know, when you look at my grandmother's papers that she came to this country in 1946, wow. it says that she's colored. It doesn't say Dominican or Latin or Hispanic like we do now. It says colored. So you could just, I couldn't even imagine what that meant because it's almost denying who she is. Yes, but that she was more than just colored. Yes. You know, there's a culture, there's a life. And, you know, with that, you know, before we wrap up our show, like, what can you say to, for people like us that we're still learning about our Dominican roots? Maybe a uh, Dominican that was influential that we should know, maybe read about, um, or political or non-political, that you think that, hey, you should... Pick up a book. Go Google it. Go Google it. Go Google it. Well, I am very proud of being very American. I always say that uh, my heart is Dominican and the blood that comes is American. And um, um, Dominican, the Dominican Republic, Española, we were the first. Thank you, Sam. We have the first university in the new world. We have the first cathedral, the first, the first church in the new world. We have many, many, many first, the first city, the first virreinato uh, kingdom, right? It's like a, what do you say, virreinato? I don't know how to say. And you have like a sap kingdom or something from Spain? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So the culture is. Amazing, you sabe, la cultura taína, yo soy taína, you know, I am so proud, yo tengo sangre de Enriquillo, yo tengo sangre de Anacaona, que lucharon, you know, they fought for their freedom, as taínos, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and that is to be, to be proud of, you know, that we have to sabe, Casare and it's very sad because um, the Tainos were um, Native Americans that were very um, uh, into science, into food, and spirituality, and um, they, they, they make Casare, and that was a food that lasted forever. And uh, there are parts of the story that are very, very sad of what happened to our native Tainos uh, because when the uh, chiefs came from uh, Spain, they needed to survive and they used to study. And um, um, learning history because a lot of Tainos were extinct making a story. Well, there you go from Doctora. Doctora, yes. we are not the of Buick. You like 
Yes. Learn history. Learn what Thayenu is. Um, yes, and I think that's very. I think that's a very good way to to think about it. You know, sometimes we forget or we weren't taught or you know just the influence of what we've done. So Google Thayenu. And yeah, so like I was already, the great thing is that we, and this is part of our show here is trying to help folks do that, help folks guide people um, to do that cultura, that cultura indígena, that cultura africana, that cultura Okay. 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 Okay.